The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. On the line now, Deb Robinson from Geelong Jail. Good morning. Good morning, Mitchell. How are you going? Good, thank you. Now, I believe the Chopper movie is 20 years old and they were planning on doing a bit of a cinema rerun of it, but the problem is perhaps that uh, lockdown <laughs> has thrown a spanner in the works. That might have to be delayed. Yeah, yeah that's sort of kind of thrown a spanner in the works. But, yeah, it, it's 21 years since the original Chopper movie was released uh, starring Eric Banner, which was, of course, based on Chopper's life. And it's an incredible story, but uh, people maybe don't know that Chopper spent some time in Geelong Jail. I think it wasn't that long, but it was back in the 80s. And uh, how he actually ended up in Geelong Jail was a fascinating story in and of itself. Yeah, so he was um, he was actually in Pentridge initially. Uh, I think it, for the time that he came down to Geelong, it was for uh, holding a judge hostage, trying to get uh, one of his mates released. Uh, and he was arrested. I think he was sentenced to 16 years for that one. Uh, but he spent two stints down at Geelong uh, in 1983 and 1984 for about nine months each time. Uh, and he was sent back to Pentridge both times for being a standover man, So, uh, which was sort of part and parcel of what, what Chopper was. So at that time, he was part of the Overcoat Gang, which uh, was uh, a gang that uh, I think Chopper was it was in charge of. And basically, they were called the Overcoat, Overcoat Gang because they of the long coats they used to wear, which was able to hide any of the weapons that they may have on them uh, to, uh, yeah, keep it all disguised. So, yeah. Did I read correctly that Chopper came down to Geelong in one instance because he was in Pentridge and uh, another inmate cut his ears off and then they moved him down to Geelong? Is that right? Um, I'm not 100% sure on that, but it it would probably be right. I think the the ear cutting was a lot earlier. but. Chopper spent a lot of time uh, in and out of the hospital system, I suppose, as well, due to various uh, uh, stabbings and altercations with people. Um, you know, there was one there, I think, in uh, the, the late 70s where they, they literally cut him open and, and he lost several feet of intestines uh, as well due to the injuries that was caused. Um, I think that was in about 1870, uh, 1879, you can tell I'm used to dealing with the 1800s, uh, 1979. Um, but yeah, but he was, um, it's been a bit of time down at Geelong, but he, he would refer to Geelong as being the one place he would never, ever want to get go back to, even apart from being in Pentridge. Apparently, Geelong was the one that that he didn't want to come back to ever. So, um, although he did a visit in 2002 with a, another previous inmate and uh, apparently uh, suggested that it was somewhere that everybody made to come and see and the one thing Geelong did was build prisons to look after the prisoners so yeah (laughs) well I wanted to get an understanding of that because walking through Geelong jail it's a pretty hostile uh, place and very different to the prisons that are out there today and I'm just wondering how did Geelong jail compare to for example being in Pentridge back in the 80s was it a, a tougher place or was it a nicer place I mean it's hard to imagine it being nicer um, I'm not sure that it was nice. I, it's, I, Geelong is fairly small, so um, the cells are very, very small, and that's because it was built in in the 1850s and based on the Pentabell system. Now, the Pentabell system was was designed to punish prisoners. There was no reformation uh, in any part of that. It was basically designed for you to sit for hours and hours and hours on end in your cell, reflecting on the error of your ways in the hope that when you were released, you would never offend again didn't work terribly well. Uh, but uh, that was still the same system that we had right up until 1991. And one of the things I suppose most people are, are quite shocked about is the fact that is right up until 1991, we had buckets for toilets. 
there's no uh, no toilets in any of the cells. And that might have been one of the reasons Chopper wasn't terribly fussed about it. I think Pentridge do have toilets themselves, uh, but we, we never did. So uh, right up until it closed, that was one of their first jobs every day was to empty their toilet bucket out into the sewage system mm. out in the yards. So it, it's a fairly brutal, brutal system. Uh, the cells are very small. Um, you know, height, heights have changed over the years slightly. Uh, so, you know, and on average, you'd have most of the men would be about five foot five or so. Uh, you know, back in those days, you know, nowadays, most people are five, eight, you know, up to six foot. So they are very, very small cells. Uh, and not a lot of room to put a lot of stuff to to I suppose make yourselves uh, make yourselves homely as well. So yeah, so I can sort of see why people probably wouldn't want to come back. We love it, of course, today. But yeah, they probably back then they weren't terribly keen on on spending a lot of time here. When the inmates, I don't think this was Chopper, when they moved from Geelong Jail in 1991 when it closed to Barwon, I mean that must have been like a palace by comparison. Ah, oh, exactly. It must have been like going to a five-star resort. You mm. all of a sudden you've got these cells that have got you know a nice and warm for a start, uh, and then with their own you know got ensuite bathrooms and things like that. So yeah, it must have been completely different to what they experienced at Geelong. Um, although I believe some of the older guys would have preferred to have come back to Geelong, um, but I think that was more to do with the routines and having a few more choices uh, through the new newer systems uh, than they ever did at Geelong. And um, I remember walking through Geelong Jail just recently and um, there's a bit of a display of some of the weapons that were makeshift weapons uh, from the inmates and uh, I think the guide actually pointed to one and said that was probably Chopper's. Yeah, so when Chopper came down in 2002, he actually identified one of the weapons on display as more than likely being one of his. Uh, so there is a, um, I think it's a, a, a screwdriver that's got sort of advantages on the end of it. Uh, so he's identified that one as, as possibly being his. But Chopper, Chopper kept things, uh, kept things in check. We, you know, there's a story of one of the old guards who, um, stated that, you know, one of the prisoners was being a bit horrible to him one day. I think he spat in his face or something like that. And, Chopper asked why why the the water was upset, and when he told him the, about ten minutes later, that that said prisoner returned to uh, to apologise to the water, but his nose was sort of a bit sideways on his face, and there's a little bit of blood around as well because he'd been dealt with for being disrespectful. Mm. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and in those instances, um, what sort of medical treatment? I know there's a hospital wing there. Would they have been yep. patched up well there? Uh, in the later years, they probably would have been taken across the road to to Geelong. Um, but in the earlier days, we were uh, considered a hospital prison, uh, so that meant that any of the prisoners that were had you know specialist medical conditions were you know were dying, disabled, elderly, uh, were sent to Geelong. So for that reason, we had a fairly high death rate there at one point. It was something like one in twenty uh, back in the eighteen hundreds, which was incredibly high. Um, I think I've got records of about 275 inquests that have been held at the jail. Uh, so, yeah, so it, it's kind of a sad place to, to think that that was where a lot of people spent their final days. Um, it wasn't probably the nicest place to be, but um, there must have been some sort of, you know, some sort of good to it, though, too, because, you know, there's, there's stories of some of the prisoners, especially the ones that had spent a lot of time inside, uh, that when they passed away, they actually left all their belongings to some of the warders. Uh, so they must have felt like it was a family to a degree, I suppose, and that because they'd spent so much time inside.
Um, when the Chopper movie first came out, I was still in the single digits of age. And uh, <laughs> at the time, people said it's definitely not a movie that you'd show to young children. It was apparently very graphic in a lot of violent parts. That's what they said anyway. Um, I'm just wondering, <laughs> is it a movie worth seeing? And I suppose it's still just as confronting as what it was back then. I think it's definitely worth saying. Um, it, it's, you know, it, it, whether you like Chopper or not, the one thing with Chopper is he is a good storyteller. Uh, and and his life does read like like a storybook. Uh, and it's the one thing with Chopper, as much as he, um, sometimes it's hard to tell whether he's telling the absolute truth or not, there always still seems to be an element of truth through his stories. Uh, and that's been backed up by some of the, the reporters and stuff that have interviewed him over the years too. So as much as this, it might be his version of events, I suppose. Uh, I think there is an element of truth that rings through it. But yeah, it is incredibly violent. Uh, so probably still not one for the kids. Uh, but yeah, I find it a very interesting movie as well. Is there a particular moment or story that really jumps out at you? Was it the intestines being slashed or something <laughs> else? <laughs> Probably the cutting off of the ears. I think that was that was pretty graphic, and the fact I think that he grinned through most of the story. That part of the story was was probably for it for me. But <laughs> there's been lots of moments in there to have a look at. So um, I'm sure most people will enjoy it when they get a chance to have a look. Do you think a character like him is he one of a kind, or can we learn something from the way he went through the criminal justice system? And I don't know, perhaps make some improvements in how people are rehabilitated or treated going forward. Um, look, I think he's, he was a bit of a character. I think he's sort of that, that quintessential Aussie larrikin type character. He just happened to be on the wrong side of the bars. Um, he had a, an, an incredibly hard early life, as a lot of people do. Um, at one point, he did try to join the army and he was uh, was uh, knocked back because of having flat feet, uh, as well as a, a psychological report that said he had a propensity towards violence. Mm. So um, <laughs> that's probably not the best idea. But I think, like like anything, it's a, it's a matter of making the most of your circumstances. And I think that's something that Chopper did very, very well, uh, especially once he decided to, to go go straight. Um, sort of in his later life. So uh, he turned his hand to, to writing books and paintings and um, comedy runs and, and all that sort of stuff and actually made a, a quite successful career for himself outside of the, the criminal system, uh, even though it was still based on that. So, yeah, so I think he did well to, to yeah, try and make the best of his lot, I suppose. Well, what's amazing is that you can go to Geelong Jail, you can perhaps see the movie first and then go and actually walk in his footsteps and it's amazing when you go through and you know they point out this is where such and such took place and it just brings that whole precinct to life yeah it's an awesome building um the atmosphere and that just to, to be able to walk through and say you know this is exactly what prisoners have experienced all the way through from 1853 when it first opened right up until 1991 well, thanks so much for being on the program. Hopefully, people either go and rewatch the film if they're into that sort of uh, graphic violence <laughs> and maybe even go down to Geelong Jail when the restrictions ease. We appreciate you being on the program this morning. No problems. Thanks very much, Mitchell. Thank you. Uh, Deb Robinson with us there from Geelong Jail talking about uh, Chopper. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.